My name is Stetson Knight. I am one of the elders here at Renaissance. Um, I'm married to my lovely wife, Anne, who is on staff. I uh, have a 17-year-old. Oh my gosh. A 17-year-old is going into his, into his senior year, and a 14-year-old who, if she doesn't make me crazy, is going into her ninth, uh, ninth grade year, um, both in Summit. So I thought I'd take a little time today to tell you a little bit about myself. Uh, so I grew up going to church, uh, going to Sunday school, and if you'd have asked me if I believed in God, I would have said, yes, of course. You know, of course I believe in God. And I did, but I didn't really have a relationship with Christ. So it was really just knowing some Bible stories, knowing that, you know, God is there and all that stuff, but didn't have a relationship with Christ. It wasn't until I went away to college that I really found Jesus and really found that relationship with Christ. It was actually the second semester of my freshman year. Now, that's a whole other story on how I got to the college that I went to. I ended up going to a small Christian college out in Western New York. Um, to be completely honest, I did not even know that Christian colleges existed before I went there. So I had no idea, I really didn't know what I was getting into, um, but it turned out my plan when I went there was to go for a semester, maybe a year, um, and then transfer to a bigger school, something like that, and I got there. <coughs> fell in love with the place, and like I said, um, really started a relationship with Jesus in my, in my sophomore second semester of my freshman year, and had a bunch of guys around me that helped me um, to grow. So it was, that was an amazing part of my life, and um, then got married after college, uh, lived in the Philadelphia area for a while, and my wife and I decided that we'd had too much of cold weather and that we wanted to move to Florida. So we did. Um, we moved down to Florida, lived there for 12 years, and I thought that that's where I was going to be for the rest of my life. People would always ask me, when are you moving back up to the Northeast? Why would I do that? I live in Florida. Um, and then a, a job opportunity came up, and, uh, which moved me back up here, which is probably a similar story to some of you out there. Came back up to this area, and we decided to start, we were looking for a church, because we had a church in Florida that we loved, um, we were very involved, and looking for a church up here was a bit of a daunting task. Um, like I said, we lived in Summit, and so, I started, we started looking around. Renaissance was one of the churches that we looked at and really liked it. We came in and felt very comfortable and we felt that this was the place for us and our family, uh, for us and our family to be at. And then we decided after coming for a few weeks, we said, okay, we need to get involved. We need to get involved and do something um, in the church to, to just get more connected, more than just coming on Sunday mornings and hearing the music and listening to the sermons. So we did get involved. We, got, uh, we were doing the info center. Uh, we did children's ministry. I, um, it's, that's something we actually did when we were in Florida. 
Anne and I were in the baby room for, I think it was about five years. We were in the baby room every Sunday, nine o'clock uh, for five years, and I loved it. I love holding babies, especially when they're not my own and I can give them back after an hour. Um, no, but we, we, really, we really loved it, and so I started, started doing that here. And we also led a community group. My wife corrected me after the first service because I said a connect group. And at that time, it was a connect group, but we don't have connect groups anymore. They're community groups. Um, it was supposed to be a co-ed uh, co group. After a few weeks, I said to Anne, I said, this is me and seven women. Um, this doesn't really feel like a group for me. I think this should turn into a women's group. And then I stepped out and, and uh, she, kept, she kept doing that group. So then come to a few years ago, I was asked uh, to consider joining uh, the elder board. And I said, I don't even really know what the elder board is. I don't know what they do. I don't know who the elders are. And I thought about it, prayed about it, and decided that yes, I wanted to, I wanted to join. And the big reason for doing that was to, to get more involved, to see what I could do to try to help the church. It was a time, like Dave said, a time of transition, that we were in the Opera House and Summit, we were outgrowing that space and needed a, needed a bigger space. As much as I loved walking up three flights of stairs every Sunday, um, and I didn't, um, but we did, need, we did need a bigger space. It was limiting, uh, not only in space, but there were people that couldn't come every Sunday because there were three flights of stairs and no elevator. Um, so we come to this, come to this, uh, come to this space, and it came with a lot of challenges. There are a lot of great things about about this space, but when we first got here, there were things that needed there were things that needed to change, a lot of things that needed to get done, um, and still things that need to get done. What I've realized through the process of being on the elder board, working with the pastors and staff, is that we have an amazing staff and pastors here at Renaissance. They do so much. Yes. Yes. They are, they're awesome. And they do so many things behind the scenes that we don't see. Um, and so it, I just want to bring that up because they, they are, they're really great. They're also, for, for you guys out there that are not involved with anything yet, you're coming on Sunday, you enjoy coming, you like the church, you like the music, you like the, the preaching, I would encourage you to get involved. There are, plenty of, there are plenty of places to get involved. You could be like me and get involved with the children's ministry or high school or middle school. Um, get involved at the info center. You see Taylor out there probably every week. I'd love to see other people other than Taylor out there. Um, there are, we also need ushers and people welcoming. You see myself and Dave and Barry usually out there. would love to see other people out there. It's, I will tell you, it is so great and so fulfilling to be able to be there on Sunday and greet people coming in. I love it. It gives me, it gives me energy, and it's a, it's a great way to connect with people. Um, so I'd encourage you to do that. There are 
tons of other things that need, that need to happen. Rick could use help during the day just fixing stuff, painting. There, there's always something going on. So I would encourage you, if you want to find out today, fill out a Connect card, talk to, talk to Taylor at the front, talk to myself, talk to the other elders, talk to someone on staff, and figure out where it is that you can get plugged in, where it is that you can get plugged in and get involved in the church, meet some other people, and just become more connected. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Glory Simone, and I've been attending Renaissance since 2016. It may surprise you to hear that I consider myself to be a newbie Christian. I grew up in a devout Catholic home and attended Catholic schools. Pretty much everyone in my town of one square mile was Italian and also Catholic. My mother was an elementary school teacher in town and also served as the head of our church's catechism program. Oh, and our parish priest often came to our home for Sunday dinner. And in case you're wondering, we did often eat meatballs. I learned at an early age that if I dutifully prayed three Hail Marys the night, at night before I went to sleep, that I would surely go to heaven. I also knew that if I were to arrive late to Sunday Mass, after the priest had begun praying over the bread and wine, that Mass did not count. And I either needed to stay to attend the following one or confess my sin at the confessional the next week. My husband of 33 years grew up in a large Irish Catholic home where the boys' middle or confirmation names were Joseph and the girls, Mary. So naturally, our two children were raised in the Catholic faith, and I also did a stint following in my mother's footsteps and was a catechism teacher for a number of years. I never missed Sunday Mass for fear of eternal damnation, and of course, Neither did our kids. I say all of this with deep respect for Catholicism, and in fact, my dearest and oldest friends and many of my extended family are faithful, practicing Catholics, and they are role models to me. But I was never able to experience a similar fervor or spiritual fulfillment. And to be honest, I was a bit envious of them. I knew God, but I certainly did not know Jesus. That is, until I stepped foot into Renaissance. How I got here in 2016 was truly an act of God and bolstered by the encouragement of my daughter, who at the time was a student at Texas Christian University, where she became deeply committed to exploring her faith. One day, she took me through a pen and paper exercise that began with two questions. One, how certain was I that I would get to heaven? And two, why did I think that? So I gave her a 95%, as any faithful Catholic would, with the explanation that I'm a good person, I believe in God, and I'm very spiritual. She then wrote down a passage from the book of Romans that said, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. I kept that paper and I carry it with me in my wallet 
to this day. Well, clearly, I was on the wrong track, and it made me realize that I needed to better know Jesus, to truly accept him as my Savior, and abandon the idea that good works would take me to my heavenly reward. She suggested I find a non-denominational church, and since I live in Summit, I quickly decided that Renaissance would be my first stop. From the very first service I attended here, I felt at home. And while I was unfamiliar with many of the scriptures referenced and a bit surprised by the exuberance of the worship, I knew I would come back again. I was particularly struck by the look of serenity on the faces of the people I saw. And I thought, that's what I want. And so I began my walk with Jesus. For a full year, though, I continued to attend Mass, but now on Sunday evenings, just in case. (laughs) At Renaissance, I loved hearing Scripture explained and applied to everyday life. It was all so new and exciting to me. One of the earliest Bible readings that resonated with me and continues to be among my favorites are a few verses from the book of Proverbs. For someone like me who prides herself on solving problems, taking charge, and being in control, you'll understand why these verses suit me well. Proverbs 3 says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him, and he will make your path straight. These words ground me, and they remind me that the Lord is in control, and I don't need to rely on my own abilities. I just need to trust him. I know that I'm on the long road of a faith marathon. I just have so, so much more to learn. Something else I knew early on as a Renaissance attender was that I wanted to become involved in this church community in some way. And so a while later, I met with Pastor Christian, talked about my background and my spiritual quest, and I asked him how I could best serve the church. It was not long after that I began to use my business and consulting experience to help some of my new church family members. And I also began serving in the kids' ministry. My own children were grown, and I felt that ministering to kids would provide a good way for me to both serve our youth and learn more about my own faith. Plus, who doesn't feel uplifted watching children be so excited talking about God and hearing them belt out those worship songs? That said, in February of 2021, last year, when I received a call from one of the pastors asking me to consider applying to become a member of the elder board, my first thought was, surely he has me mixed up with someone else, or... He must be looking at a different contact list, not the one for elder board consideration. Well, I was wrong. After more conversation with him, along with meetings with Pastor Christian and a few current board members, talking with my family, and a lot of prayer, I decided to apply. That May, I was officially invited, and very soon after that, the Lord made himself even more real and prominent in my life. And this is how it went. One of the elders hosted a get-together for the new board members and their families. It was a beautiful occasion. Great food, fellowship, and so much more. 
My husband John and I spent quality time getting to know the other families, and for quite a while, I saw John in the corner engrossed in conversation with Christian, whom he previously knew only very casually. I later learned that John had offered to coach Christian in training for his first marathon. John had run 17 of them. And Christian would be John's spiritual coach through a season of chemo and radiation treatments that he was undergoing for a very aggressive form of cancer. Their mutual kinship ran deep, and I was also blessed to have my church friends, including the amazing and loving women in my community group, praying and walking with me each and every step. I know that it was Jesus and God's timing with the board appointment as his vehicle that brought about these blessings to our family. Sadly, my husband passed away five months later. But had it not been for that welcome social event in May, we would have both been deprived of spiritual fortification and loving support during the most painful and difficult months of our life together. My church family sustained us, and in return, I've been able to share the gifts God gave me as a business person with the pastors and the staff. I feel that what I give to this church through this ministry comes back to me so many times over. And so I serve this church with joy and immense gratitude, and I continue my faith journey. My marathon is slow, but it's steady. And for the record, I still sometimes stumble on words in scripture like Caiaphas and Habakkuk. And I'm often the last one in my community group to locate a particular book in the Bible when we're reading the word. Still, I feel so honored and blessed to play a role in this community of faith. This community that has provided spiritual nourishment, enduring friendships, and a closeness to the Lord that I could never have imagined. Thanks. My name is Eric Yoss. Uh, I'm married to my wife, Pam, and I've got three kids. Uh, my oldest uh, lives in the city, uh, works for J.P. Morgan. My uh, middle son lives in Florida, works for the Orange Bowl. And my youngest is a rising junior, at, uh, or I guess now currently a junior, at, uh, at Wake Forest. And for those of you who may not recognize me, I'd say that I'm kind of surprised since I started attending church here in 1971. Um, and now you're very confused because you might say, well, Renaissance Church has only been around since the early 2000s, so how can that be? Uh, well, I started attending church here, i.e. this site, 639 Mountain Avenue in Springfield, New Jersey, uh, when I was three years old. And the name on the door said, Holy Cross Lutheran Church. And, uh, and my dad was the brand new pastor there. Uh, we had just moved here from, uh, from Cape Cod, uh, Massachusetts. Uh, so I grew up uh, attending church at this location. And, uh, and to prove it, I actually have a, a photo. Um, that's me getting married in, uh, in 1993 uh, in, the, uh, in the chapel towards the, uh, towards the back of this building. Uh, and so I guess also now is as good a time as any to share with you uh, that I am a recovering Lutheran. Um, 
complete with the robes, the acolytes, and of course the, uh, the green hymnal. Uh, so either way, that, that's how I grew up in church. Um, you know, we had an order of worship and it was kind of the same people every week and there was a lot of uh, responsive readings and uh, church was meaningful to me, but I'd say not, um, not a highly active part of my life. And that started to change around uh, 1982 or so uh, when my dad, um, you know, who was the pastor, was invited out to California by his cousin. Now, his cousin, uh, who himself, you know, was a Christian, but not necessarily somebody that you would consider devout, um, had literally had a come to Jesus moment um, and felt like he needed to share that with, uh, with my dad. And so he asked him to come out and my dad went out to California to, to check it out. And, and looking back on that, that was kind of a, a lesson for me, um, you know, about stepping out in faith and seeing what God wants you to do in your life. Because, you know, I mean, my, my dad was a pastor. He certainly could have brushed off his cousin, uh, you know, who was going to maybe teach him a thing or two about Jesus. And he could have easily just said, look, I'm kind of a pastor. I know this, um, you know, but he didn't, um, you know, he, he wanted to see, you know, maybe there was something that God had to say. Uh, or do in his life. So he went. And, uh, and that was the beginning of, uh, of quite a journey because he came back different. Um, you know, what he experienced, um, you know, while he was out there was so powerful and so moving um, that, uh, you know, this, this was the phrase that he would use when he came back, that he couldn't put the toothpaste back in the tube. Um, you know, he, he sort of had an awakening inside of him uh, that he just couldn't not tell people. Um, now, granted, that was kind of his job anyway, so that wasn't that big a stretch, um, you know, but he had, he really figured he had to step out and figure out a way uh, to do this. And at the time he said, well, you know, I, I think the, you know, the formality of the Lutheran church, you know, as beautiful as it is and as, as meaningful as it is to many people might also be an impediment to, uh, to sharing the good news to, uh, to new people. And so he started to say, well, you know, what if we did things differently? What if we, what if we got rid of the hymnal? What if we, you know, gasp, you know, got rid of the organ and maybe had a piano or we played songs that people actually liked that they might like hum during the week or, or, or something. Um, and like, what if we talked about Jesus as if he was real, um, you know, and that he really does love you and, and that love can make a difference in your life. Um, you know, and, and what if we talked about, um, you know, questions that people ask and, uh, and hard questions. Then a funny thing happened is that people started coming um, and more people started coming. And uh, so, so meanwhile, by the way, I, I'm a teenager at this point. So this was quite a, quite a transformation to, uh, to live through, but it really taught me then at the time, the, you know, the, the power of the good news, um, you know, to draw people in and that people really have a hunger to, you know, to, to know God and to know Jesus and the difference that that can make in your life. And so either way, um, the, the church kept growing and growing and growing, and they started running out of space. Uh, and there was a, a funny story that happened. Uh, so there was a church service, and, you know, so I was sitting in the congregation, and, you know, the first part of the service was going, music, blah, 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 and I'm looking around, and I don't see my dad anywhere. And I'm like, oh, I wonder where he is. And, you know, now it's getting to be the point where I know he's supposed to talk and he's still not there. And I'm like, well, this is going to get awkward because he's kind of supposed to be here. Um, and I, like, literally I I'd see him like almost like <laughs> running up the side of the church, like back at, back in the, and you know, um, and 
like a, a little flustered and, you know, then starts. And afterwards, I, I was teasing him after church. I, I said, what happened? You know, you're running late, you lose your watch, you forget why you're here. Um, and he said, uh, you know, a stranger stopped him on the way in uh, and insisted that they talk. And, you know, my dad was like, kind of like, well, I got to go. I'm the pastor and there's a church about to start. Uh, and, and the guy was insistent. He's like, no, you know, we got to talk. And he shared a story with him. Uh, he, he, he said it was important, you know, I, and he said, I, I've got, I had a dream about this church and about this building uh, and that it being at night. Um, and the church is like all lit up and there's just a long line of people waiting to get in, like all the way down the hill. Um, and this guy's urgency kind of spooked my dad, which is why he was like a little flustered coming in. But anyway, you know, that was kind of one of the things that was part of, you know, the next several years in that church. So they ran out of space. They started, started meeting in high school auditoriums, initially in Cranford, eventually uh, in Springfield with Jonathan Dayton. Uh, and then that's the time when this building was, uh, was built. Uh, my dad actually retired in 2000. He actually never saw this building, never set foot in here. Uh, I myself left um, shortly after it was completed. I left probably, you know, maybe, maybe a year maybe less um, afterwards. Uh, a few years later, I stumbled into Renaissance um, and I saw that same spirit of preaching and that same sort of love of Jesus and that same sort of, you know, let's, let's preach the gospel in a way that people can sort of put a handle on it and take it home for the week. Um, except that they did it at the next level. <laughs> like they were just really good at it um, to, to see just the, the, the level of professionalism and and, uh, you know, as uh, Stetson said, just the, the quality of the staff um, back then and, and today also, just amazing. Um, and, uh, and, and that was great. And then, I, so I've been attending here, you know, since, since 2007. Um, you know, the, the church that I left, you know, had a, had a difficult stretch. And, uh, you know, people would say, well, aren't you disappointed? You know, you, you spent all those years at that church. And to see, you know, to see it sort of come, come across some difficult days. And, I, and I would always say, no, uh, you know, I'm not disappointed because, you know, I don't know God's timing uh, and I don't know his plan. And, you know, that, that building's going to be there for a long time. Uh, and so, you know, I'm sure God has a vision for it. And, you know, and the arc of his plan goes beyond my vision of the horizon. Uh, and sure enough, fast forward to, 2020, uh, and here we are, um, you know, back in this space, uh, and, and I could say, you know, confidently that Renaissance is the vision that, was, that, that happened in the 90s for, for, for what's happening here today. Um, and, and to me, that's just, you know, a great privilege to be able to see sort of that, that whole thing come, uh, come full circle. Uh, you know, I, I joke, you know, it's like the, the, the label on the can changed, right? So it used to say Holy Cross Lutheran Church, and now it says Renaissance, you know, but the content of the can's the same. Um, and, and that's just great to see. Um, so how I got involved, uh, Christian approached me a couple years ago and asked me, you know, um, if I could, you know, maybe become more active in sort of helping, helping the church in various ways. And at the time, I had kids in high school uh, and didn't really have time to, uh, to commit to it. Um, and I don't know, I had a long list of reasons, you know, probably most of them were valid. Some of them weren't, uh, but I said, but you know, when my kids go off to college, you know, maybe then, uh, so it felt like maybe 
three minutes after my last kid drove out of the driveway to go to, uh, to college, uh, Christian reached out to me again, and he said, uh, <laughs> you know, do you, do you want to, you know, would you, would you consider um, becoming a, a member of the elders? And, you know, at the time I was hesitant because I said I, I didn't really want to take a leadership position in the church, you know, amongst a frankly, a bunch of people that might not know me or might not consider me a, uh, a leader uh, of the church. But I also felt that Renaissance had been such a blessing to me and a blessing to my family over all those years, um, you know, that I wanted to give back. Um, and, you know, and then that was the right time. So I, so I, I took them up on that, um, you know, and so I've been on the uh, board of elders now for, uh, I think I joined the same time as Glory did. So about, a, you know, I guess about a year and a half now. Uh, and what I can say is it's, it's been an, an incredible blessing uh, for me to just be more connected to the church, to the staff, um, you know, to the members, to the mission, uh, you know, and it's, it, it has given so much more back to me uh, than I could ever possibly uh, give, to, give to it. And so I would also just, uh, you know, echo Stetson and just in, encourage you to get connected somehow if you can or if you want to, um, because uh, it's, it's tremendously meaningful and and I'm sure it will be a blessing to, uh, to each and every one of you as you do that. So um, thank you for this time, and um, thanks for the opportunity to introduce myself.